Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode three of Quarter Life Crazy with your favorite giraffe, aka Amy Manson. In this episode, we talk about a traumatic event. Well, it's pretty traumatic, nearly drowning in a surf accident, and how that affects our bodies. We normally, as human beings, minimalize our experiences, as in, well, I didn't die, or it could have been worse. But this sometimes can be harmful, and what we need to do is rest and be really kind to ourselves. We discuss with Kira her accident, and we see how she's doing now. Enjoy this episode. I just want to say a big thank you to everyone who downloaded the past two podcasts and who have liked, subscribed and wrote a review. And if you haven't done it, then please do it after this episode um, just because you love me and I love you. So today we have a very special guest. We have the beautiful, fabulous Kira. So Kira, tell me a bit about yourself, like the Tinder profile. Tinder profile. Um, my name's Kira. I live in Bali. Um, I like long walks on the beach, dogs, <laughs> early nights, apparently, these days. Um, yeah, um, And surfing, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so, Drinking the lawn. No, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Great. I'm swiping right, don't you worry. Okay, thanks, um, So, we are doing an episode today, and um, basically about drowning. Um, how do you feel, Kira? <laughs> Well, I'm here. <laughs> you survived. I'm, I survived. I survived. Oh, yeah. I love an, uh, an episode about drowning. <laughs> I feel like that's misleading, but <laughs> maybe about almost drowning. <laughs> We're doing an episode, an episode about almost drowning. <laughs> I mean, it was still an experience, no? It was. It was, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, perfect. So let's get introduced. So tell me how you... Nearly drowned. Okay. Well, and let's begin with the surfing. So you started surfing. Tell me why you wanted to surf. I mean, you're a British girl in Bali. <laughs> Normally it's the Aussies that are surfing out tanning. <laughs> um, I think I wanted to learn to surf because firstly, it looks really cool. Yeah, great. <laughs> Secondly, the guys. No, I'm <laughs> no, I'm totally joking. I'm not. I know. <laughs> No, I actually, I just really, I don't really like doing anything outdoors. Like, I'm not very good at, like, running, and I don't really do sports. Um, and I really like um, exercise that's, like, skill-based. So, yeah, I just wanted to give it a go, and it looks really fun. And, like, I don't know, I just, I thought, as I'm going to live in Changi, and it's, like, such a surfer hotspot, why not? So, yeah, yeah I, I think I started learning about three or four months ago. Nice. Yeah, when lockdown was lifted, so, yeah. Oh yeah, perfect. Yeah, because and um, the beaches closed in Bali, didn't they? So yeah. if you've been to Bali, everyone surfs. It's normally like a mosh pit in the <laughs> sea, isn't it? You're like, oh my god, there's too many people out there. But then once all the bloody tourists got out, including well, we stayed, didn't we? But we're the what are we called? Nomads? Expats? Expats? Are we expats now? Oh, I don't know. I think we're expats. Oh, expats. Yeah. Well, we got to stay, and then the bar, the beaches closed, and then they reopened, and so now it's great to surf because it's empty. It's quiet there's not that many people but unfortunately there's not that many hot Aussie boys there <laughs> either is there no you know, no it's got it. sorry guys not where I surf <laughs> um so how do you feel when you're surfing um how do I feel I think it's a mixture it's probably the most frustrating thing I've ever tried to do oh. mainly because I know you've surfed as well and it's it's like it's the paddling out right and it's just like relentless and you're tired 
And you're like, I just want to get out of the water and I want to lie on the beach and drink cocktails. Um, why am I like trying so hard to get out? And then you catch like one wave and it's like the best feeling. And I can't even tell you why. It's just, you just, it's just awesome, isn't it? You just yeah. real cool. You're just like, I am the coolest person that's ever lived right now. Yeah, 100%. I'm the dog shit. Like. 100%. <laughs> like that's me out in the waves. Um, I'm loving it. Yeah. I don't know. I just... But then you got to paddle back. It. Yeah, then <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, should I surf for this long? Because I know I have to paddle all the way back. I actually, because I'm still with an instructor, I usually I get really tired when he comes and gets me. <laughs> oh my god, you're so lucky! Yeah, he does. He pushes me by my he pushes me by my feet. <laughs> See, I don't have that luxury. My server guy is literally like getting a wave, and then he's just like waving to me. Being like, it takes me about twenty minutes to get back out the back. I'm like, Ugh. but yeah. So that's good. So you're an English girl learning to <clears throat> surf. And um, so before the almost drowning incident, how long had you been surfing for? A couple. Yeah, maybe like two months, and I probably surf. Um, maybe two times, once or twice a week. Oh, yeah. Okay, perfect. Um, so tell me what happened kind of in detail, step by step about your experience the other day. So I, we went for dinner. So me and Kira are really good friends. Um, and we went for dinner the other night and we went to Luigi's and we just sat down casually. And then, um, Kira just casually popped in her <laughs> story and I was like, Hey, I'm going to sack. Like, are you okay? What the fuck? You nearly died. And Kira's just sat there casually being like, yeah, basically nearly drowned, but I'm here, I'm alive, I'm okay. <laughs> so tell me in detail what happened for you. Um, classic coping mechanism. It's like, I didn't die though. Um, so basically, um, I think, I guess it was maybe about three weeks ago now. Time yeah. flies here, right? Yeah, exactly. um, feels like three months. Involved. I know. I know. Um, so I I was out surfing on Batu Um I was getting really tired, so um, my instructor was out there with me, and I said that I was going to head in. So normally, what happens is I'll take like one last wave all the way to the shore, and then he normally stays out there and he'll catch his own wave and then kind of meet me back on the beach. Yeah. Um, but the the area that I was surfing in has got a lot of reefs so as you get shallower and um, there's a lot of rocks so you need to be super careful whereabouts on the beach were you um i was on batu belong and i don't know how to describe the the area it's like when you're facing the sea it's like to the right side of the really big rock there okay, we go i get that <laughs> let me draw you a map um, <laughs> So I was coming in there um, and I have had a wipeout quite a few times, which is basically where um, you just get caught up in the whitewash. So um, you kind of, I call it like getting washing machine. So you just get like tumbled underneath the wave for a little while. And it's a little bit scary because you don't always know which way is up. So you just have to stay relaxed, hold your breath and then... <clears throat> um, Sorry, stay relaxed, hold your breath, and then when you can, you'll you'll get back up to the surface. Um, and this particular time, I was I got caught by a wave. I was at the end, like I was quite close to the beach, so it really wasn't that deep. Um, and I was knocked off my board, and I was tumbled, and then and then I just couldn't get to the surface. So I was like, oh. <laughs> I'm sure this is about the time that, like, you know, <laughs> I, I reached, I reached the, yeah, like, I would, I would have just been full to the surface by now. Um, and then I realised that my leash, which is basically the uh, lead that is tied from your board to your ankle, had got caught underneath a rock. So 
um have you watched Moana? <laughs> no. It was a Moana moment. Okay. She gets caught she gets caught under the sea. You're gonna watch it later. Uh, okay. okay. Um but basically um my leash got caught underneath a rock and um I just couldn't reach the surface because my ankle was was tied down. Um and the first thing you're supposed to do in that kind of situation is not panic. So obviously I panicked. Yeah, <laughs> of course. That's um, your human body reaction, isn't it? You're like, oh my God, can't breathe. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, okay, it's fine. I'll just reach down. I'll undo, I'll undo my ankle, right? Um, and it's kind of hard to create a visual for why I couldn't reach my ankle. But um, the way that the current was pulling me was away from my foot is the only kind of way I can describe I was kind of like backwards over a rock so just just one second um explain your visuals right now so you're onto the rock you can't get your ankle but what are you looking at can you see or is it all just hazy how far away are you from the surface those kind of so I'm I'm actually quite shallow so um when I'm I'm not too far like if I could if when I'm upright and I, I can put my hands up, like the tips of my fingers are reaching the surface. But because I'm so close to the shore, the waves are like constant. So when I open my eyes, all I can see is like a blur of like green and white. Like you can kind of, you can see the break above you. Yeah. But you can just see like the swell and the waves coming in over and over again. Um, yeah, that must have been so terrifying though. Like if your fingertips are literally on the top of the water and you're like, I just, I can't get that. I just that can't get my head, head above it, right? Yeah. Because yeah, it was so weird because you always think of that kind of experience as being like a real deep water experience. Yeah. And it really wasn't. I was so close to the beach. And I also remember that as I was surfing in, there were so many people sitting in the bar, which is like directly facing where this is happening so I'm thinking like these people must have seen me come off my board and seen me go underwater and they can see my board like floating on the surface but I'm not reappearing yeah so you'd be like <laughs> oh someone's gonna come get yeah, you. someone's gonna come and save me right <laughs> um so yeah I was kind of thrashing around and trying to reach down to my ankle couldn't reach it um and then I had like this really weird moment of complete calm where I thought I felt really powerless is the only way I can explain it. And I thought, well, someone's just going to have to rescue me. Like that's what went on in my head. I just thought, all you've got to do is hold your breath for as long as you can. Someone's going to know that you're there. They're going to see your board and someone's going to rescue you and it's going to be totally fine. Um, but I also have this habit of when I fall off in surfing, I release all the air because I don't want water to go on my nose. <laughs> <laughs> shooting yourself in the face here babe <laughs> which has two problems firstly you've got no air in your lungs yeah. and secondly you're not as buoyant so if you're if you're if you do get tumbled by a wave you're not going to naturally lift back up to the surface you're going to sink <laughs> so Kira, safety tip don't release your air when you hit the water <laughs> actually try and hold your breath hold your breath um so yeah so I yeah I just had this really super calm feeling and I remember like my body felt really light I just completely I stopped thrashing around I just I just felt like I was just like floating underwater and I was like very very calm um and yeah I don't feel like I've ever been in a state like that before like that that calm like yeah. it was a really weird state to be in because that's what um we'll talk later about your family but and what your dad said but yeah when you're that's 
were you kind of like, I'm going to die? Yeah, I, I kind of had this moment because I thought someone's going to save me. And then I thought no one's going to see me behind this rock and everyone in the bar's like too busy drinking cocktails and <laughs> coconuts and no one's going to see me. And I'm just going to be like the person that drowned right next to the beach. <laughs> Not even a centimetre of water. Like at least be the girl that got like eaten by a shark. Like, don't be the girl that was like a metre off the beach and drowned in like I mean, it's not shallow, shallow, but it's like shallow enough, right? Um, Bloody hell, but still that is terrifying if you get to that point where you're like, I'm literally going to die. Yeah. Like, it's a really weird feeling to kind of say to yourself, like, this is it. Like, and I, and it's so strange because I have no concept of time of how how long I was under there. Like, it felt like from the moment my ankle was caught, it felt like maybe three or four minutes but it honestly could have been about 20 seconds and I just have no concept of time but maybe it throws this down who knows like if you do go into that state of art oh, I'm about to die maybe everything does slow down and it all becomes very like that's what they say I've heard a few people say that it's like you go into like a almost slow motion it felt like slow motion yeah you go into this kind of okay every single second counts how yeah. what, what kind of state am I going into yeah I feel like when I say about the calm state and when I feel like I was floating, it's because everything felt all of a sudden, I went from like thrashing and being hit by a really strong current to just kind of like feeling like I was just floating around underwater, which is really weird. Like everything was super slow and time was really slow and everything was very calm. Like it was really strange. Well, that's what we were saying, wasn't it? In the sense of um, like, if you're going to die, that's how you, that's the state you want to go into, isn't it? You don't yeah. want to be in that panic state of thrashing around and, and panic yeah. mode. You want to be in like, a, okay, um, it's, it's happening. Or do you? Because I feel like you want to die fighting, right? <laughs> <laughs> Not just like, I just gave up. <laughs> <laughs> but did, how'd you give up? I felt like at that moment, like I'd, I would, I would, I kind of felt like I'd given up because I was, I basically thought, I'm not going to get myself out of this. I feel powerless and someone's going to have to save me. So in one sense, I kind of felt like I'd given up. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Just for a moment. It's so weird because this is like someone's absolute fear, isn't it? I mean, but like you say, it's probably like someone's deep water in you're surrounded by sharks and you're at the bottom of the ocean kind of thing. But I can't, I can't think how terrified I would have been like looking up and knowing that the water was just right there, but I couldn't like get to it. Like that scares the shit out of me. <laughs> um, so I'm glad you're alive. So tell me, you've gone into this calm state. You're like very calm floating around. And what, so what happened afterwards? Um, so I remember kind of thinking, so after my thoughts of, okay, this is it and someone's going to get me. And then also, no, really, this is it now. As so I thought, I really had that thought where I was like, I have to have to try again, because if I die, we'd just be like, no, just, just floating under the sea, like at least be trying. Right. So, um, yeah, I just, I literally reached down and was able to undo my ankle. And I feel like it's because I'd gone in, because I wasn't panicking, because I wasn't yeah. thrashing around. Um, I reached out. It, it was like a bit of a faff because I actually realized I didn't know where the Velcro tab was on my, on my leash. Maybe should learn this before I go in the water. <laughs> so I reached my ankle and then I kind of had to rotate it around and rotate it around with one hand. Um, and then, yeah, I just, I just pulled myself free. Okay. So you got free. Yeah. yeah. And then I got 
I got out of there really quick. I left my board. I was like, I don't, I'm going to, that's, yeah, I got out of the water. I can just hear any surfers listening to this now being like, you left your board, what the fuck? (laughs) Never leave the board. (laughs) Never leave the board, get out the water now. Do you know how much this costs? (laughs) I know, honestly. Um, So, okay, so you got out of the water. What happened next just in terms of... Like, as soon as you got out, were you gasping for breath? How did you feel? How were you as soon as you got up? Because, like you say, you don't know if that was 20 seconds or five minutes. You have no idea. But you've gone into, you've gone into literally a traumatic state or calm state because you're fighting for your life, in effect. However long it has taken, you thought you were about to die. Like, you, your body reacts. So when you got out, how were you feeling? Um, when I got out, I actually felt kind of calm so like obviously the first thing I did was catch my breath and then it was really strange because I just started to walk up the beach as far away from the sea as possible and this guy approached me and he was like oh I took some photographs of you surfing (laughs) (laughs) obviously didn't notice me drowning but did (laughs) did notice me on the board (laughs) did he not consciously say are you okay I just saw you get stuck under the water no, I think he was so focused into the camera that he just saw me fall off and then start taking photos oh, of someone, someone else. Someone else, because yeah. they have to be for quick, don't yeah. they? Oh, and it was it was really weird because because I just got entirely distracted by the fact this guy had photos of me. <laughs> My vanity kicked in. Anyway. <laughs> this is when it's actually benefits you, your vanity. It's like, yeah. okay, I'll distract myself with some photos. Yeah, I was just like, oh, really, did you? Let me see. Uh, did I look good? Um... <laughs> how did I look underwater drowning <laughs> was I pretty <laughs> was I pretty um and I kind of turned around and my instructor just so happened to be coming in at this point and I just pointed at my board and he like kind of nodded at me um and then he actually went and got my board and brought brought both of them in and then just came to join me with the photographer and then it was so weird I went into this really weird um state I'm going to call it a state of distraction like I just didn't even acknowledge what had happened I just said to him like I caught I caught my board on on a rock so I just I left it and he was like yeah that's fine and and there was no need for like a discussion about it do you think um just because in that kind of state do you think it's your kind of survival mode kicking in or is it because you weren't in a safe space around anyone you knew do you know what I mean it's kind of like if you were a, a like when for for example, when I got I got robbed in Bali for the listeners, and um, when I was on my motorbike, and it was almost like um, they took my bag off as I was driving past, um, and it for the first hour I couldn't actually process what had happened, just because I think you do go into survival mode. Is that how you felt, or was it just get to a safe space? I think it was more. I think it's a combination because. I think it, I, I just went into like some weird autopilot is the only way I can describe it. Yeah. I kept just saying, like in my head, I was kind of like, nothing happened. As in, you didn't die. As it, So nothing happened because you didn't die. So I just picked up my board and walked off the beach. And actually, um, <clears throat> someone came up to me in the car park, like another, a, a girl approached me in the car park and she was like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, of course. Why? And she was like, the backs of your legs are bleeding. And I hadn't even noticed that um, when I'd been caught on the rocks that I'd cut open all the backs of my ankles and that there was 
because obviously it's dramatic, right? Because you're wet. So, so the blood coming off the backs of my legs looked way more dramatic than it was. Like the cuts were fine, but um, I hadn't even noticed the. Sorry, Karen. No, I hadn't even noticed like the the marks on the backs of my legs or anything because I just got into like this this weird autopilot of just I don't know, just getting on with my day. Is it would is it kind of was it denial or like a coping mechanism? Like you're saying, oh, I didn't die. And that sounds, for me, listening to you as your friend, I'm like, but babe, like you nearly did. Like, are you okay? Like, are you all right? Like for for you, maybe for other people, maybe it's like, oh, it's okay. Like you got caught, you, you survived, you got out. But for you, do is it a bit of denial or is it a coping mechanism? Or is that the same thing? I think it's this feeling of... Um, why make a big deal out of something? Because I I felt like, yeah, it was scary, but I didn't die. So me making a big deal out of it now isn't going to change that experience. It's just, you're fine, like you're here. And I think I, I think almost this level of gratitude I had that it hadn't turned into something was just don't dwell on the bad thing that happened. Just be grateful that you didn't die, that you're here and that you're you know, you're getting on your bike and you're getting on with your day and everything's going to be fine And because, you know, it, it, it didn't happen. So, yeah. yeah. That's a really good way to look at it. I think um, people handle handle things in different ways, don't they? So I know a lot of people that would have crunched them. I'm fine, absolutely fine if it did, but it would have sent them into an absolute panic estate. It would have got them, um, like, in the water. They would have been terrified to go near the water again in six months. So I think everyone just handles situations completely different. Um, talk to me about the kind of couple of days after. So... Because you, when we were kind of talking, you were saying like you, your body reacted, you felt a bit sick. Like, tell me more about how you felt in the couple of days afterwards. Um, so that same day, I actually didn't really talk to anyone about it straight away. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't kind of like rush home and tell my housemates what had happened. Um, I kind of just got on with my day. So went home, showered. Um, I was meeting some friends at the far- at the farmer's market, <laughs> as you do on a Sunday afternoon in Bali. Um, and yeah, when I was at the farmer's market, I just, I, one of my friends was asking me how my morning was and I brought it up very casually in conversation and laughed it off. Um, and then around half an hour later, I started to get some like really bad anxiety. Um, and I remember actually texting the girls saying, I don't know why I feel really anxious. And, and they said, is it who you're with? And I said, no, I'm like, I'm with really, like really great people that I feel super comfortable around. I have no idea what's going on. Um, and yeah, I came home and it was kind of like felt really downhill from there. I just, I got really, really bad anxiety. So <clears throat> over the kind of next two, three days, I spent most of my time kind of in bed I'd like, I'd come out of bed and everything hurt. Like my whole body really, really hurt. And I'd try and eat and I couldn't really eat. Um, I felt like the only way to describe it is I felt kind of bruised all over. And I remember the guy, everyone thinking that I had dengue, right? Because... <laughs> dengue or corona. <laughs> like, oh, you've got dengue, you've got corona because, you know, you can't eat and your muscles hurt and you're sleeping all the time. Um, <clears throat> it actually took me a while to realise that it was the reason that I couldn't eat and the reason that I was feeling nauseous was be, was purely anxiety it wasn't because you know like I had a tummy bug or I had any other symptoms it was it was purely like coming from an anxiety standpoint and I was just finding it really hard to like socialize and speak to people and 
I just spent I was just I just spent like two three days in bed um and I remember that we had a conversation about when you had your bag rubbed off the bike and you brushed off as well and you were very you know like it was fine because I didn't get hurt and I didn't get pushed off my bike so um it's fine but then you also had like a very similar experience um, yeah I think it's yeah. isn't it like what you're saying is um you try and minimize it I think as a coping mechanism so yours is way worse than mine 100 percent. but for for me when the bag so I was on a motorbike um I had a bag wrapped around my waist which you should never do in Bali fucking idiot um and, <laughs> and as these these two people on the motorbike were driving past it was two men and someone screamed behind me because I think they cut my bag with like a knife or something they normally like cut it if it's like open fabric and then it goes off and 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 it and it was done within a couple of seconds but normally you hear about these horror stories of people getting dragged off their bike blah 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 like getting really in a lot of danger and but they literally just whipped it off and they were done so I was like for the whole time oh it's fine like they've got my phone they've got my money it's okay though like I could have been dragged off I could have been hurt um I could have been alone in the road it wasn't at knife point or whatever but you do go into like a, a state of like it's almost like your reality isn't real and it's like you just feel like you just want to hide in a room and lock yourself away and you just feel unsafe and that your the reality isn't the reality that you think it is and you just go into this very weird like numb kind of alert anxiety is that what it felt like for you sorry cut this bit out <laughs> I put the muff, my muffins in. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Some outtakes. Um, yeah, I think I think definitely safety is is a thing. I think when you've had a scary experience, for some reason, like your bed is your ultimate comfort, right? Yeah, it's like being in your room, locking yourself away into your bed where nothing scary can happen. Um, makes sense, right? Yeah. Um, it's strange because it. I think a lot of people go to other people for that comfort. But for me, I'm quite insular. So my natural thing is to be by myself when I feel like that. So I, I feel like that's the reason why I like kind of shut down. I just like, I just had to manage it. My body was like, it's almost like my body was forcing me to acknowledge that something had happened because yeah. I was just trying to get on with everything. And my body was like forcing me to slow down and acknowledge what had happened. And that I'm it also needed it. to recover, right? Because what... I hadn't really thought of because I thought I was going to drown was that my body was getting hit off this rock constantly for however long, however long I was under there for. <laughs> um, so I had all these bruises on my chest and on my legs and these cuts on the, on the backs of my ankles. So I think I just really needed to allow myself like mental and physical recovery um, rather than just trying to just get on with everything and like push it to the back of my mind and pretend it hadn't happened. Yeah. See, cause I feel like, um, when me and Kira were talking about doing the podcast, Kira, you were a bit like, oh, well, I don't have much to say. <laughs> I literally almost nearly drowned and that was about it and I survived. But I, was... <laughs> I really don't have much to say. No, but I think this is really interesting because um, the state that you're talking in and about healing yourself and healing your body and that that thing of trying to just mim- minimalize it, like, oh, it was easy, it's fine, I've brushed it off. But your body has gone into this traumatic state. And I think there's a lot of things that there can be multiple variables of why people go into that state. We won't go too much into it. But I think it is, it is 
good to be having these conversations about like when you do go into that traumatic state for whatever reason you've got yourself in it is listening to your body isn't it it's taking care of it it's 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 pausing and going oh I need to take care of you or me however you want to say it right now and wrap yourself in a little cocoon to heal and then kind of get back into reality yeah does that make sense yeah I feel like we fight that a lot because we want to be like 100 miles an hour all the time and if we're not out and we're not busy and we're not you know even just down to if we're not exercising every day and we're not you know going out socializing all the time that we're somehow failing or something yeah like just just being with yourself or just allowing yourself rest I feel there's a really difficult thing to do a hundred percent a hundred percent like there's so much pressure to keep on going or else when you actually when you're it's like when we get sick we deny getting sick for like for example we could get sick and it would be three days if we just listen to our body but we don't listen to our body and we keep pushing through and that three days turns into like a week and a half yeah because we don't we're not listening to it um how did your family react um so <clears throat> so I spoke to my dad about it I don't know what did I do I can't even remember the pro- like what even happened after that. <laughs> um, so I called my dad after it happened. I think it probably took around three days. Um, and yeah, I told him everything that happened. And I think he was kind of shocked that I'd kept it to myself because I feel like when I tell the story, other people say to me, that's quite a big deal that that happened to you. Yeah. And to me, I'm, I keep, I'm like, I don't know why everyone seems to think it's a big deal. Because anyway... But he said something which I thought was really interesting. And and that was that he said, if you can take anything positive out of it, it's it's kind of a comfort to know that if we were, if you do drown or if you were going to drown, that you go into a calm state. Um, Because I don't know about you, but the thought of drowning makes me think that it's going to be like a real struggle underwater. Yeah, absolute panic. Yeah, it's going to be absolute panic and it's going to be horrific and all these terrible things are going to happen and it's just going to be absolute torture. Um, but if you if you enter that calm state and you stay in that calm state, which obviously I don't know. <laughs> if you, I don't know if you stay in that. Um, but there is a hope there that you do stay in that calm state. Um, and yeah, not to get too deep, but my dad was saying, well, that maybe that relates to in any sense of dying, that it's a very calm experience, um, which is, I mean, it's only guesswork yeah. at, at this point. I mean, oh, mushroom trips. <laughs> or oh, just take some mushrooms. Just take some mushrooms um... and um, go on a little first-hand experience of what death would feel like on your mushroom trip. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's a private one there. Um, yeah, because have you, when we, so just in relation to kind of the quarter life crisis and what this podcast is all about, kind of hitting that quarter life mark, um, had you ever feared death before? Had you ever been scared of it? Had you ever thought about it in detail, that kind of thing? No, I've, mm. I've genuinely never, never thought about it. No. Yeah, it's not a fear of mine. I don't, um, it's not something that puts me off doing anything. Um, I'm not saying I'm an adrenaline junkie by any means. I hey, just, you know, like water I don't, rafting. <laughs> we did go white water rafting. That was scope. No, um, as in, I'm not chucking myself out of a plane every weekend. But also, I I don't do it out 
out of fear. It's not that I have a fear of death. It's the reason why I don't do those things. It's because I just don't think I can get myself out of the plane when I get to the top. <laughs> <laughs> or that I'm just going to like, I, I don't know, I'm going to be like, turn this plane around. And, <laughs> and it's going to be a hassle. And, you know, I'm British and we hate hassles. So, um, yeah, I just, I don't really have a fear of death. Um, yeah. I'm not really thought about it. No. It's interesting, yeah. For me, like growing up since I was a kid, I've always been terrified of death. It's my biggest fear. That's why mushroom trips are great to do with that fear and activity. For some people. For some people, I've heard. I mean, I've heard. <laughs> um, but I think that's really interesting just about what your dad was saying about like, yeah, it going into that calm state and maybe that is what death looks like. Um, who knows? We No one really knows until you're at that point, do you? But yeah, it gives you some kind of peace and calm, calmness to it. Um, okay, so let's talk more positive. Um, so... Yeah, like tell me how is your experience with surfing now are you going back in the water what's happened since like how tell me uh so I think it I think I got straight back in the water as soon as I was well um because I really believe that if something scares you you literally just have to get straight back out and do it or you're you're never going to do it again yeah um and I felt like it wouldn't just be surfing it would be a fear of the water entirely and that would just get in the, I mean I live by the beach I don't want to be scared of the sea um so like with the bike isn't it with when a little kid falls off the bike you put them straight on the bike yeah, again before they can build up on. the fear and resilience to it yeah. exactly so I think um yeah I maybe waited about four or five days until my body felt better and then I yeah I got just got straight back out um yeah, it was scary for sure. I really had to like psych myself up on the beach. I'm like, I'm going to be okay. And um, <clears throat> and I had, I had, I do have an amazing instructor who I basically told him what had happened. And <laughs> I told him a to say, right? yeah, it's a, it's a different instructor to my last one. Um, I basically said to him that he had to stay next to me at all times. <laughs> Which means that if I surfed a wave, he would like surf the next wave so that when I came off and I was paddling back out, he was next to me at all times, um, which is incredibly needy. But um, And under- understandable. Understandable. Because <laughs> I said to him, if I come off my board and I don't resurface, I want you to know that I haven't yeah. resurfaced. And he's like, don't worry, don't worry. And I'm like, no, really. Like, <laughs> really? <laughs> no, really, really. Like, please, please stay next to me at all times. Um, and I've had a few, I've maybe been out about four or five times since, and I'm still, I'm still pretty nervous. And I do still say to him, like, make sure you're next to me all the time. Um, yeah, so <laughs> I'm not sure when I'm going to be ready to kind of relax that and like be out more by myself. But I mean, it's still super brave and courageous, the fact that you have like gotten yourself back into the water five days after almost nearly drowning. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like you should really give yourself a lot of credit. Like a lot of people wouldn't, and that's absolutely fine for them. But for you to be like, no, I'm getting in. I'm not going to let this beat me, like shows a lot of strength. Yeah, it's it's kind of weird because I feel like I want to be in the water more. Like I when something scares me I want to fight it like I want to challenge myself more and more so now that it's more scary I want to be in the water more which doesn't really make sense but it makes sense to me it's like I 
I want to go in more so that it, it doesn't become a fear. So the more and more I do it, the, the less of a fear it's going to become. Yeah, it's almost <clears> as well, like when you go into that traumatic fear state anxiety and it's all a matter of time, isn't it? So like, for example, not to make it about me, but when I got robbed on the bike, I've been riding on my bike for like five months and it was one incident that happened. The rest of the time I've been absolutely fine. And so, of course, the next three times out of... So, out of that time, getting back on it the next three four five times I've still it's still bright in my brain because it's one time against my first time or second time or third time but the more that you get I'm just raffling on (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying trying to say like with the more time that you have (laughs) the more time that is against the one negative the more positive (laughs) here we go I've got it let me get those yeah it's about probability isn't it so if you've got um one negative to 10 positive experiences once you've got one negative to 100 experiences that negative starts to dissolve and drown out that's so it? true yeah 100 yeah. yeah, i got there in the end that was a lot of uh tongue twister there <laughs> <laughs> um okay so you're back in the water now and um, yeah. what did you do um recently um, I actually went on a surf survival course. Yeah, yes. it was amazing. I actually felt like um, I was back at school because it was like the first half was classroom based, and I had so many questions. <laughs> and I I regret not listening in school now because <laughs> at school, you know, I was like playing it cool and didn't really care about all this stuff. And then I was sat in this classroom, and I must have put my hand up a hundred times because I was like, "But what about this? And how does this work?" So um yeah it's basically um surf survival is based on um breath work with with the course that I did Mm -hmm. um so it was run by like a free diving center and they basically teach you how you're like how to hold your breath well like how to take a breath well um and the process that your body goes through when you're holding your breath and also when you're underwater yeah and just kind of having the knowledge of what your body is going through naturally makes you calmer because you know how long you can hold your breath for. Yeah. You know what your body's capabilities are. You know how long it's going to take before, you know, you, you were to black out, for example. And it's actually quite a long time. Like, on average, I think it's nearly five minutes until people black out. Yeah, that's insane. It's crazy. And I thought it was going to be like a minute. <laughs> Um, so maybe you are under for five minutes baby <laughs> maybe 10 seconds five minutes no one knows um, <laughs> um and then in the afternoon we um went into the water actually and in, just into the swimming pool and yeah we did some breath holding exercises and I mean we went straight in and I did um three exercises and he was like I'm not gonna don't like aim for a time just all I want you to do is relax and then just kind of like float downwards into the water and just keep your breath held and then um when you feel like you really really have the urge to breathe then you come back up to the surface um and it felt like I'd maybe done it for like a minute max mm-hmm. and it's actually three minutes like how my breath wow that is so impressive yeah. and, that, and that's like for the initial urge to breathe and you can still hold your breath for longer it's just kind of uncomfortable yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so that really helped because now when I'm out in the water and I'm caught underwater. In the whitewash. Yeah, in the whitewash, I just, I really feel a lot calmer. Yeah. Um, 
And I'm like, I can hold my breath for three minutes. Like, I'm good. <laughs> like, I'm good. This whitewash could be, I mean, it's not even long. I think they're about 10 to 20 seconds on average, right? When you get, when you get kind of tumbled. So I'm like, I've totally got this now. <laughs> Tell me that interesting fact. What's the interesting fact? You told me, babe. Remind me. <laughs> the white water. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so I learned that when you're um, caught in a wipeout, which is basically when there's the white water and you're trying to reach the surface, the reason you can't get to the surface is because the white water is caused by trapped air. So <clears throat> when you're trying to reach the surface, you're basically trying to swim through air, which you can't do. That's which is Yeah, it's just crazy, right? Because I was like, why can't I, why can you never get to the top when you're being tumbled? It's because you can't swim through like the air the trapped air and the that's what air. the white yeah. the white is when the waves are crashing it's the yeah. air getting trapped under the water that's why it goes right white yeah. right yeah so you have to kind of wait for the bubbles to disperse before you can actually reach the surface yeah yeah oh that's good and okay so what have you learned about yourself from the experience or what have you learned from the experience or what have you learned about yourself what have I learned <clears throat> um I think I've learned that I'm really resilient in terms of things that I never thought I'd be able to do. I can actually do them. So if someone had told me this was going to happen or that I was going to have this experience, I think I definitely would have said at that point, oh, there's no way I'd get back in the water. Like absolutely no chance I'm going to get back in the water. And then when it happened and I just got straight back in the water and then I keep getting back in the water, um, I'm like, that's really cool. Like, yeah, babe. Just, yeah, I'm cool. Um, <laughs> that's what you I learned. Really that's cool. what I learned is that I'm really cool. No. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I think I just learned my own capabilities and kind of to have a bit more faith in myself. Um, and also I just, I think to like listen, listen to my body and listen to myself and have a bit more faith. And um, yeah, I think, yeah. That's lovely. I love that. Let's end it there before our um, free random questions. But Uh-oh. okay, are you ready for this? Nervous. <laughs> you can. You don't have to answer them. You don't. But there's a lot of pressure for you to answer them. Okay. 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 I need to think of them for a sec because I haven't actually thought them. They're the same every time. No, different. I okay. switch them all up. Okay. <clears throat> If you could divor- marry, then divorce a celebrity, who would it be? <laughs> I don't know why it's about the divorce. Why would I want to divorce them? Okay, let's think of a new question. Okay, starting again. I've got a weird celebrity crush as well. Okay. I just don't want to divorce them. Okay, which celebrity do you <laughs> want to marry? Okay, I... <laughs> I've got a really weird celebrity crush who anyone that's not English is not going to know. Okay. Um, do you know Greg James off of Radio 1? No. Oh, you should. <laughs> oh, my God. Can we get caught Why? Why is he crush? I just, well, I just feel like most people are going to go for the Brad Pitts of the world, right? Greg James. Yeah. Well, yeah, because you don't know if you fancy. Oh, he's hot. Yes, he's hot and he's kind of funny. Oh, okay. And, I, and I've met him in real life a couple of times and I just completely, I couldn't even get my words out. I went really silly. You went 
<laughs> Kara is like the best like confident drunk dancer I've ever met in my entire life. Kara will talk to anyone. So the fact that you've <laughs> literally got tongue tied shows that you like him. I totally fangirled him. <laughs> Honestly, I couldn't even I couldn't even get my name out. I went so I went so silly when I met him. Oh my yeah. god! Well, there you go, Greg James. You've got a future James. wife called Kara waiting for you. Mm-hmm. I think he's actually married now. Oh no! Got it. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um. Favourite kids movie? Moana. Oh, really? See, my sister told me to watch this movie. I know. Why haven't you watched it? it. I'm, oh, sorry. We will. We'll best. watch it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, if you're not scared of death, what is your biggest fear? Does it fly? Like, flying insects. Oh. Oh, this, this insect flew, flew into my helmet the other day. It's probably like... <laughs> <laughs> it was like the world's... <laughs> The world's smallest fly. And I like veered off the road. I pulled off my helmet so quick that I broke my sunglasses. And then I threw my helmet across the glass. And honestly, this tiny, tiny, (laughs) tiny fly just came out of the top of it. Honestly, anything that flies. Okay, not anything. I don't mind birds, but just any other like any like insects we're like fly. a flying cockroach they're the worst oh, that's the worst yeah they're the and they, they have it in for me <laughs> <laughs> they eye contact me across the room and they they come for me like they know <laughs> they know they that it's you <laughs> yeah 100%. Uh, well Kira honestly you've been an absolute dream thank you so much for doing the podcast this week um I feel like there is a lot to be kind of explored um through today's topic um just a quick one um is that for people that are maybe in those traumatic state, like that kind of couple of days where your body's really feeling it, um, is there any advice that you could give to them? I think just be kind to yourself. So I think you can. it's so easy to be hard on yourself to have that rest, but really just listen to yourself and what you need. Yeah. And if that is literally to lie in bed and watch Friends and eat chocolate, then just do that. Just allow yourself that breathing space. Yeah. Um, and don't be too hard on yourself for like not getting up and you know running 100 miles an hour straight after so yeah exactly yeah. listen to yourself Self-care. listen to your body yay well i love you thank you so much for coming really appreciate it and um, for everyone listening that may be more than six um from the last podcast because we got 100 downloads Woo! um yeah please like subscribe um whatever email me at amy at quarterlifecrazy.com or instagram me though i might not reply but i'll try to <laughs> at amy mansono um kira do you have any plug handles you want to put in there no good don't want people to find me <laughs> they might see my surf pictures nobody wants to see that <laughs> i want to see them <laughs> love you bye If you liked or hated that episode, please subscribe, rate and review it on all your podcast channels. You can find me on Instagram at Amy Mansono. You can't find me on Facebook or you can email me at amy at quarterlifecrazy.com. Enjoy. Enjoy.